once again to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn Thomas and Sam McGee. Hello. Hey guys. So we're, we're still going on our series on Philippians 3. So last podcast we, we spoke about, um, we went through Paul, Paul wrote, uh, you know, his sort of Jewish resume and then how he considered all of that a complete loss and just garbage can, compared to, you know, just the surpassing greatness and worth of knowing Christ Jesus. Um, so we talked about too just that the utter futility of trying to trying to earn our salvation and um yeah, just how um righteousness through faith is, you know, just a per- perfect righteousness and there's nothing that we can do to attain it or subtract from it. Um yeah, it's just a really a complete work and we've been brought into right relationship and that is all we need, just faith in Christ and it's complete. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so no need for striving. And we're going to continue on um, looking at um, Philippians three ten to 14. So Sam, if you could read that. From the NIV it says, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, it's just funny listening to Sam reading that. I mean, you read it really well, but like, Doing rec- you know, running records with reading with the children at school. While you read it, I'm thinking, oh, good, she's using punctuation to inform her <laughs> reading there. She's pausing correctly. expression there. <laughs> well, I'm reading from my laptop screen, and I'm so glad I know that verse 14 off by heart for, like, the last 15 years because my laptop screen just went onto, like, screensaver mode halfway through that verse. I'm like, she's self-correcting, you know. She went back and changed <laughs> So well done, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so the word know in verse 10 means to have a, a personal acquaintance or an actual personal experience with. Right, so we're going to talk about what is the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith as opposed to our own righteousness. I just, um, that word know, the, the, the verb there is, and I will pronounce it incorrectly I'm sure, but gnosking. And it talks about not just intellectual knowledge, but it's a personal experience of yeah. another person. You know, like you might know about someone, but here it's knowing them, not just knowing about them. Mm. Um, and so again, that righteousness um, that comes, it's only due to Jesus that we've talked a lot about that in the last podcast and faith in him. And so again, we cannot gain that through our own works. Yeah. Mm. I had it down as Gnosko with an O at the end. I don't know if I wrote it down wrong. But um, yeah, I agree. It's it's that that actual knowing God, that um, that grasping or understanding. And you know, there's all people who are acquaintances, but mm. there are only a few people that you can say that you truly know. Like you can predict their actions. You know exactly what they're going to say. You know exactly how they're going to react to a situation. And I think that's the kind of knowledge that they're talking about. And, and yeah, it is. And what's important, I like what you said, Sam, there, the people that you know, you can predict this, predict that. And it's about spending time, isn't it, with them? Mm. And, you know, it's the same as that again. So it's pointing to that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Mm. So what was he seeking to gain? Well, he says that he wanted to know um, Christ. That's that personal experience. He wanted mm. to know the power of his resurrection. And now that, that's a dynamic power because the power of his resurrection, firstly, it was a guarantee of life to come. In 1 Corinthians 6.14, it says, By his power God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Um, Romans 8.11, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. So, um, yeah, guarantee that power of the resurrection, guarantee of the life to come. The second thing is it's a guarantee that in life and in death and even beyond death, the presence of the risen Lord is always with us. Mm. And Christ's resurrection is proof of his promise to be with us always. We do serve a risen Christ who's there for us. And, you know, when I was just looking at that this morning, it just really hit me how that that power of his resurrection is that guarantee that he is with us all the time mm. that's awesome isn't it and thirdly that resurrection of Christ is a guarantee that death isn't the end it's not the end of life and it's also a guarantee that nothing in life or death can separate us from him and then um, you know Paul also goes on to talk about um, participating or sharing in his sufferings okay so that's what he also mm. wants to know and you know it comforts us because Paul's got the thought that to suffer for the faith is not a penalty, but it's a privilege because we share in the work of Christ. And we actually see that echoed in a lot of scriptures mm. throughout the word. And, you know, Jesus himself says, count yourself blessed when people persecute you and do all manner of evil, yeah. you know, or say all manner of evil against you because of my sake. So that's sharing in the sufferings. And 2 Corinthians 1, five says, for just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. 2 Corinthians 4:10 and 11 we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body and so you know I just think that um, to know Christ means that we're going to share in the way he walked we're going to share the cross that he bore we're going to share the death he died and finally we'll share in the life that he lives so that's just that's what Paul wanted mm. yeah I think to like being conformed to to Christ that fullness of him so you know, crucifying the flesh and that death of sin yep. in his life. Yep. And identifying with his way of life. You know, not not just having it as an, like we were saying in previous podcasts, not having it as like a, a label, but actually living it out. Yeah, so it wasn't just like positionally God has done this work, but Jesus has done this work for me, but, but actually, like experiencing it. Yeah. yeah. Because that, I mean, as a, to know Christ means we share the way he walked. And what did he say? He said, if anyone wants to follow me, he needs to deny himself, you know, pick up his cross and follow me. So that's mm. that. And there's, well, if we share the death, die to self, dying to self, um, mm. you know, living for Christ. Yep. Yeah. Right, so every man is grasped or taken a hold of by Christ for some purpose. And so every man should all his life press on so that he may take hold of that purpose for which Christ took hold of him. Paul mentions two things that are going to help us um, get towards this goal. So, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Right, so what is forgetting what is behind? What, is, what does that look like in our lives? Well, I think, um, you know, we talked last week as well about in there where, you know, Paul gave his list of all his achievements and stuff, mm. and then he talked about how he considers them all rubbish. Um, so, you know, not using any of our own achievements or maybe even a lack of as, or, or any of our, you know, past experience as an excuse 
um, to stop or to relax or to not press into our purpose. So I think that forgetting what's behind mm. and also reminds me of that scripture, you know, where you talk about running the race and, you know, yes. just cutting off all the things that the sin and that that will easily beset you. It's like, you know, not running with a with a rucksack on full of bricks or something. Just leave it all behind. Um, no excuses. Keep pushing on. Don't let your past hinder you. Um, you know, and, and, and as we said, he, he looked at, what is it, you know, what does it look like? In Paul's life, it was his past being a Pharisee. He looked at all his accomplishments and just considered them garbage. He just forgot them and just pushed on. Didn't mm. use it as an excuse or as something to boast in. Mm. I think it's really great, like, we can leave what is behind us as completely settled and finished. Yeah. And we don't have to allow it to control our present or future, you know. So those choices that we've made that... Sin, addictions, that's you know, strongholds, attitudes, thinking doesn't have to control us anymore. But we can lay that down as our past, and we can be set free into a new life. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like a lot of people, uh, it find it hard to let go of your past failures, but also your past triumphs. Mm. Like sometimes people um, still go back and um, you know go over that one thing that they did that um, was their, their highlight moment. It's, yeah. it's kind of like having, um, say, Dawn Fraser, you know, who was... She was a swimmer, wasn't she? Giant Olympic yeah, swimmer. Yeah, from the 56 Melbourne Games, I'm pretty sure, somewhere back there. Anyway, um, you know, if, if that's all she was remembered for and she never actually did anything else in her life, then you've got all of those countless years afterwards that were completely wasted. Um, if she kept going back to that one thing that defined her from when she was 20-something. Um, I think that that's really sad that sometimes people can't let go of the past triumphs because God often has even greater things in store for them in I the future. I think that's what you're saying is important there, Sam, as well, because, you know, people can even, yeah, in their Christian walk, they can actually just... Um, you know, I've come across people before where, oh, I've done my time, I served, I did this mm. and that, and let's just leave it. You know, I've had my time, and we should be still working and serving and, you know, um, just fulfilling our ministry right up to the last breath. And a you lot don't of people retire. sort of go into retirement, you mm. know, and then they'll sit and or talk about the past glories. Oh, I know that was in the day, you know, we yeah. did this and this. And, yeah, that's just sad, isn't it? Because it, it should always be new things and uh, you should be getting more zealous for the Lord as yeah. you get older I think you know because you're learning more and you know experiencing yeah. more should and be maturing yeah. and both of those link in with the fact that your identity should not be in your um, the things that you do yeah. your identity your identity should always be in Christ so it, it really doesn't matter yeah. whether or not you were good or bad in your past it doesn't matter if you've had a huge conversion from you know Drugs and trafficking and all of that kind of stuff, and you've come to Christ, or you were a good little church girl, and you finally actually realise that hey, you need the Christ. You know, it doesn't matter about either one of those. God can use both in your past for the future things, and I know that some of those things behind um, do actually come um, into your your witness and your testimony, and God uses those, but um, He will use whatever it is. And so what it is is not important. What's important is you're standing in Christ and mm. the fact that you're actually focusing on him and not and what was in your forward, past. Yeah. 
Alright, so what is straining towards? What does a head look like in our life? I like that. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the word, but that straining towards and reaching out is the 14 letter word. I have got it written here, but it's 14 letters. I won't try. Spell it out for us. <laughs> e P E K T E I N O M E N O S. Hang on. E P E K T E I N T E I N. Uh, O-M-E-N-O-S O-M-E-N-O-S These are the two teachers and I was sorry Lena Oh <laughs> my goodness But the point is I mean it's just The word that he was using there And I'm sure Sam's going to try and pronounce it for us in a minute If I know Sam But it, it's a vivid It was a word of you know a racer who's going flat out For that finish mm. line almost having to stretch out you know, to get the tape, it's that flat out having asked for nothing except the goal, just reaching towards that purpose, keep doing, maturing, stepping up, just going flat out for the finish, forgetting mm. everything that's in the past and just going for that goal that lies ahead. You know, and, and there's scripture later where Paul talks about he's run the good race and yeah. you know, he's been poured out like a drink offering. So it's basically I've gone flat out until my last breath. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that word. I just wanted to write it out. But um, when I was in grade one, we had the 60-metre running race, and I was apparently coming first, but then I looked to the side to see my mum cheering me on. (laughs) And if anyone knows five- and six-year-old children, as soon as you look to the side, you slow down, and I ended up coming third instead. And, you know, the fact that straining ahead, and at the end of a running race, you actually do that lunge forward to get your chest over the line. Um, Putting your hand out is not going to cut it. Your torso has to go over. And so you, you put on that burst of energy at the end, and, you know, when you see them, the people who are actually striving and single single focused on the end they don't look anywhere to the left yeah. or to the and right and I like what you said that looking back mm. to see if your mum you know it slows you down and that's what you're talking about forget what's behind hey? yeah. yeah so utter devotion and single mindedness which you need to be able to get rid of those things that hinder mm. to count yeah. the cost to you know become the you know become mm. like Christ and to win our prize of Heaven. And you need that, like what you're saying, that single mindedness as well. When you go, you know, even in, in your Christian what we're in warfare, we're in a war. Mm. And to just keep that, you have to keep bringing your focus back to the goal when, you know, track and stuff comes that you don't get distracted and go off and whatever. You've got to like, know what the goal set is. Set your too. face like flint and I'm just going to keep going. Mm. Mm. A lot of people don't actually have a, a real understanding of you know, where they're actually headed, you know, what God has called them to, mm. what is the purpose. Sometimes they they think that the blessing is the goal mm. or, you know, they think that heaven is the goal. It's like, no, they're a little bit off there, you know. The pursuit is Christ, you know, and him crucified. And, you know, it also says straining yeah. towards what is ahead. Effort it's effort and hard work, you know. <laughs> you have to persevere. <laughs> And again, that's what the whole thing of sanctification is, isn't it? That perseverance, that being prepared to strain. Because we really live in a world mm. that is very easy for us, well, in the first world, certainly. I know yeah. that's not true for everyone, but, um, you know, and things come easy. We can get things we don't have to do with a lot of effort. And even, you know, the way the children are being taught in that, there's, there's almost a culture of, oh, if it's too hard, you don't have to do it. Mm. Um, and that's the world, that, that's the society that we live in. And so that's, you know, often people are not too, well, too bad if it's a bit hard. Suck it up and persevere. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, Ben tells me at um, school sometimes a lot of the students like say you have to give an oral presentation and a lot of them don't like to do that. 
so all they have to do is like say their objections and they can just get out of doing yeah, that but yeah. that doesn't set them up for a future of a mm. job interview exactly. or going to university yeah, and yeah, doing yeah. that presentation or before your boss you know um really but limiting themselves because they're not willing to count the cost now and it's so bad that we have to like in primary school here we we have this whole blooming um resilience program that we have to teach them because it's not being taught you know, yeah. there are a lot of parents that no, you have to do it. It's just, oh, don't worry, darling, if it's too hard, you don't have to do it. And it is, like you say, it's not setting them up for life. And, mm. you know, and that, that translates as well into that whole sugar-coated gospel that we talked about. Yep. If you're not telling them that, you know, perseverance produces character and character hope, and you're not telling them that, you know, perseverance mm. will come through trials and fire, then... They don't expect it, and they will fall away when it gets hard yeah. because they haven't been taught that there is a cost involved. Oh, a couple of years ago, I went um, on a school trip to Uganda, and we went past this little primary school in Masindi, and um, yeah, a tiny little thing, but their school motto—I have never forgotten it. Um, it was "Suffer now, enjoy tomorrow." I thought, far out. You know, that's African for yellow. Yeah, you would not see that anywhere no, here. It would be a probably called child abuse, yeah. Yeah, and you know the fact that they were admitting that it's going to be really hard work now, yeah. but you will see the fruit later yeah. on. No, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I love that. Yeah. All right. So let's get on to verses fourteen and fifteen. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. All right, so um, just, you know, we talk, we, we were, um, Paul here was talking, he was probably talking to the people that were antinomians and, and what it was that they believed that they were within the grace of God and so they denied that there would be mm. any kind of law at all in the Christian life and they declared that um, because they were in the grace of God, it didn't matter what they did, that God would forgive and and this is what I see as the Harper Grace movement is still around today. Mm. What's really you know it's coming back in and it's probably been there for years, but I think it's very prevalent. And so they believed then that no further discipline or no further effort was necessary. And so Paul mm. is saying he was saying there to his very last breath or to our last breath as our last of Christians, we have to be like athletes pressing on towards the goal. And you know if we become mature, because he says there. You know, all of them who are mature should take such a view of things. If that you are mature in your faith, then you know that Christianity, you actually recognize that there is discipline involved, there is effort, there is agony at times of Christian life. And so that, you know, he would be have been speaking against the antinomians there who's saying like, oh no, well, Christ did it all. You know, we're under grace and therefore we don't have to do anything more. So they would be, you know, don't it's that sugar gospel, you know, mm-hmm. sanctification. Yeah. No, counting costs. You're harsh if you preach that, you know. It's kind of like an entry stamp on your arm. Boom, you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's it. And so there's no further work required. And, and the yeah. Bible's clear that, you know, yes, we don't do the further work or the sanctification in any way to earn our way into heaven because Christ, yeah. that is a complete work on the cross. That's justification. Exactly. And it puts us into right relationship with God. So it's not about that, but it's just about you having your character worked on and becoming like Christ. That's yeah. you know, what it's for, so that you can effectively carry your ministry and do what you have to do. Mm. Yeah, it's working out your salvation and fear and trembling. Yep, exactly. Yeah, um, Proverbs four twenty five to 27 says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths 
for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. You know, you've got to be going through and, and, and giving careful thought to the paths for your feet. You know, it's not, you know, going haphazardly. You actually have to think about how you're living your life. And, and the closer you get to um, to God, the more that you read his word, the more it acts like a mirror and you see yeah. the things in your life that that need addressing and it's you know you just receive conviction and the appropriate response is repentance and then moving forward yeah and changing the behaviors you know it was really uh, i've been really um you know really thinking about like there's a lot of christians um and i'm talking i'm not just you know i suppose it might sound like oh where do you get that from you just realizing but in my experience of and i was here at one point in my life as well in my walk of not being regularly in the word but it makes sense. Now it's just striking me here. If you really, you could have this view without knowing it, that Christ did it all, that's it. And so, you know, if you're really not um, realising the need for sanctification and stuff, then you're probably not going to be in the Word much. Mm. Yeah. Because that's really when you actually realise I've got to line all these things up, you know. But yeah. if you're just saying it's just the grace, there's no further thing required on my part, you're not going to even probably see the need to be in the there's Word. There's no way you can like reconcile those two things of the hyper grace with the word and you know, yeah. what Jesus says and yeah. what Paul writes about like yeah. it's designed to keep you out of the word really yeah. you know the deception of that yeah, yeah. Uh, my sister and I were talking this afternoon about the, the quote that you were saying in a sermon a couple of weeks ago about um, uh, it was by Derek Prince and it was the one to do with you know, the amount that you think you love God is the amount that you actually love the Word. That yeah. shows you how much you love God is is your your love for the Word. Yeah. No more. Yeah, that really struck me. I never even thought about it that way because I was like, oh, how many times have I just been like, oh, I'm too tired to read. No, I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm like, well, this is my commitment, isn't it? To God is whether rain, hail or shine, I'm going to get into your Word because it's I love you and I want mm. your Word. And and that you know part of that quote and well the, one of the scriptures that I read with it from straight from the Bible is if you love me you will obey mm-hmm. my word and say so, and that quote it says like you don't obey God more than you obey His word yeah you know and I, I just think how many people are saying God's talking to them and they'll come out God told me this God and they're not in the word well that's mm-hmm. sort of like the danger of like a lot of the new age coming to the church too is like it places a really strong emphasis. On an intimate relationship with God, which is available to us, but um, people rely on like prayer and contemplative prayer and journaling rather than getting into the Word and getting that meat, um, and then having that intimate yeah. relationship yeah. based on and, the Word. And it's what I said in that sermon um, that you, God's Word and God's Spirit work together, and so you don't separate them. I mean, like you're saying, that whole new agey kind of thing and the contemplation and you know, mm. all that um, that is just trying to seek after the things of the Spirit, but without having the you know, without checking it with the Word. And as mm. I said, that everything that you think God has told you or, or you know, you, mm. you claim is from the Spirit or whatever, if it's not lining up with the Word, it's not. Mm. End of story. Yeah, like, okay, say you're going on a, a sailing trip or a hiking trip and you're not going on a well-known path, you're not going to look at your map at the start and then check your compass at the start and then not check it halfway through your journey. You're going to always yeah. be referring back to that compass to make sure you're not going off track because you, you want to get to where you want to go yeah. in the 
most economical way possible rather than having to backtrack and you know our compass is God's word yeah and Jesus is the word and you yeah. know the word is you know so it's just so crucial eh? yeah mm. alright there's a um, I was going to say there's yeah. another part to that that verse um, uh, I think it's the part that talks about Paul being a good example for us to learn from. Okay, we'll talk to that. Are we going to do that next podcast? Where, or where, we have time? where is that, Sam? Are you just talking about, um, oh, yeah, so join and follow my example? Mm. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that next time. Next I think time. we'll just finish off the next time with all the rest that we've got. Yep. Alrighty, so that's all from us, this podcast. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you jump on to, <laughs> not physically, <laughs> um, onto our website www.life-house.net or you can find us on Facebook under slash Lifehouse Ministries. So we hope you're getting into the word and really getting the meat um, and we'll see you next or catch you next podcast. Bye.